Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In this week's episode, we talk about what it takes to make a true Texan, some disappointing baseball news, and then lots of great speculation on football on wins and losses for the for Texas Tech and for the rest of the conference. The 23 Personnel Podcast starts right now. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. So definitely had to restart this episode, started off with the wrong name of the podcast, reverted back to the old name. Hey, no old habits die hard. Hey, I, I'm just surprised <laughs> it hasn't happened before, like we were saying. I, I think I still say it, so 23 personnel, you just yeah. gotta, you gotta recite it in, the, in front of a mirror. Yeah, I've, like I said, I guess it's good that it hasn't happened before, but like, it just came out of nowhere. I haven't thought about that name in a while. It may be because of, of what we're going to talk about here in a minute with our what makes a Texan a Texan tech list. Um, so I was, I was, we didn't record last week because I was traveling for work. I was up in Seattle. Um, figured out it's a whole different world up there. Um, hippies and granola galore. I, and I like granola. I was glad to be back. No, yeah, but like more of like the the pejorative like everything's granola as in like everything's hippy dippy and yeah. I, I went years ago for a a school trip. I don't know how our little school figured this out, but several of us got to go because it was a there was some sort of student council convention something going on up there. But this was in two thousand two, so. It was a while back, and I, I just remember it was the most different place I'd probably been up to that point in my life, and um, I enjoyed it. We lucked out. It was really great weather. It was, I, I think it rained one day we were there. People kept telling us how much it was going to rain, and we got like four of this, you know, 50 sunny days they have <laughs> in their entire year, and we were just thrilled about it. Yeah, so it actually reminded me a lot of of Germany. I was actually, I was in Germany for a little bit uh, several years ago. It reminded me a lot of that because of the green, the weather. It, it wasn't cloudy or rainy or anything while we were there. Everybody kept telling us what great weather it was. Um, it's like, well, we we from Texas brought the sunshine with us. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was warm for for a couple of days for him. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, it just made me realize like how much of a different world it is and it kind of sparked this this idea of like what makes a Texan a Texan? So we kind of Michael and I kind of put this this checklist together. Um, we're gonna kind of run, run through a little bit. I'm I'm gonna try to keep like a, a a tally of how many of these things I check off. You do the same, Michael. But <laughs> we'll start with nose pecan is the state tree. 
Yeah. Def- and, and, you yeah. know, this is not, just so y'all know, this is not like a definitive, oh, well, you're not a Texan if you don't, if these things aren't part of you. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It, it's fun to think about it and realize probably how many people do know. But, yeah, pecan, definitely, state tree. I can so check that off. We, we have 15 items on this list. I'm going to say if you don't hit at least 10 of these, you're not Texan. <laughs> We're going to have to go to review. So... I did not remember that it was a pecan tree. I probably knew at one point that it was. I didn't remember. I'm not counting it. That stuff is ingrained in me from first or second grade, I think. We were told about blue bonnets and pecans, and I I think I know that the state, I forgot, state snack, whatever it is, is uh, (laughs) like a pecan. I think it's chips and salsa. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah, and then I think the state food is chili and... All this other stuff. I, I I used to know more of it. The armadillo, I believe, is something. And then the roadkill is what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I, the, I knew that. I knew the state tree for sure. The the next one, it's actually related to this. Likes pecan pie. Again, that's a no for me. I'm over two. Oh man, that is. I request that every chance I get. My wife is allergic to pecans, so. I don't like. Well, I don't bring pecans into the house very often, but on holidays, it's always the the thing I ask my mom to make is pecan pie, because we I don't get it very often. It's not that I don't like it, but if if I'm if I'm thinking we're gonna have pie, I've got a couple others in front of pecan that I would much rather have. Really, pecans like my go-to. Pecans, you no, know, I'm, it's I'm up there like, on, on top pies. If I'm thinking about pie, an actual pie, not and, and not a cobbler, I'm thinking like. Pe- Excuse me. I'm thinking pumpkin. Sorry, I couldn't get that word out. I like pumpkin. Um, yeah. Um, and then past that, I, I then transitioned more to cobbler. So like, you know, apple, cherry, or some kind of mixed berry, um, peach. Yeah. But Peca- like, if there's a good pecan pie, it it was not going to be on my first. If it's the only pie being served for Thanksgiving, yeah, I'll, I'll have it. <laughs> Nose mockingbirds are the state birds. Um, yes. Yes, I knew that one. So I'm one for three. Yeah. Um, th- I think I think this was a, an addition, but by Michael, hates mockingbirds. Yeah, this I added that because um, <laughs> they are very annoying, and I grew up with. They just seem to love being in the. We had a box elder tree in the front of our yard, and it seemed like they loved that tree. And that tree was right outside my window, so those mockingbirds and the other birds were just the scissor tails and all that. They were all just talking all the time, so yeah, not a fan of mocking birds. Well, if they were if they were chirping something you didn't like, you just have to whistle to them and they'll mock it back to you. Oh, That's I should, all. I should. Yeah, it's all your fault. I know. <laughs> all right, owns a pickup. Um, of the four vehicles that I have personally owned, three of them have been trucks. I have owned three trucks myself, so yeah. Now and that's I'm counting a Ford Ranger and a Chevy S10 as trucks. Yes. Air quotes here. Yeah. Um, that they weren't big boy full size trucks. One I have now is a full size. Still though, of the vehicles I have owned, three of them have been pickups. No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can nitpick on that because then someone's going to come out and be like, "Oh, it's just a Honda Ridgeline. You can't." <laughs> well, yeah, or a, but I can or go to an Avalanche. Yeah, I can go to Lowe's <laughs> and get haul home. You know, a pallet of 
well, maybe not a pallet, <laughs> maybe <laughs> half a pallet of uh, mulch for the yard. You know, that's that's a truck. Counts. Yeah. Has visited the Alamo several times for me. So I have been to the Alamo, I think, twice. We actually went on our honeymoon. Really? To San Antonio. We, we spent a, about a day in San Antonio. That's cool. Yeah, we uh, we went to San Antonio a few years ago, and and we that was the first time I actually went through it. I think, you know what? I'm I'm totally lying. I've seen the Alamo a few times. Like we would drive by it on a school trip or something. That wasn't to go to the Alamo. It was to it was to do something else. And so we didn't have actually ever stop. So I I take. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That back. I have only been once, and it was when... Uh, we went down to San Antonio on a trip, and I was like, "We should, we have to do this." And I think she was all on, on board with it too. Has an unhealthy obsession with queso. If you have any doubt between the two of us, if we have an unhealthy yeah. obsession, that, you haven't been listening. That's a check. That's a check for both of us. Big Easy. check. It's one of those things where, like, you know, a good Mexican restaurant based on their chips and salsa, and if they have a good queso, right? Owns and or flies a come and take it flag. And which I think is where I got tripped up on the first recording tonight. I actually do have a come and take it flag. My boss got it for me when she heard I had a podcast by the other name that it was kind of based off of. Um, it, it hangs over my desk in my office. I've, I've got to duck out on this one. I do not. I do not have one. I don't even have a shirt. I don't have a bumper sticker or anything. I, you need to get it. I, I guess so. I, I need a. I don't even have one of those. You know, Under Armour would sell the come and take it shirts with like uh, oh some tech related thing on it or yeah that was like that was the uh, the Wounded Warrior game with Tuberville no it was like the Texas Pride game that may have been it I, I and I swear I saw some shirts that said come and take it and it had a fox for the <laughs> <laughs> I, I would yeah. like one of those but no I don't have one I can't check that one. Primarily eats ranch dressing on salads and as a dip. Check. I don't think I can check that one. If, if you're going to have a salad, what would your dressing of choice be? I like Caesar salads quite a bit. Okay, well, that, that's, that's number two for me. But yeah, it, It's okay. typically a ranch, though. You're right. If, if you go to some place and they have a house salad... Okay, yeah, I can check that. Because I, I do... I do order ranch when it's a house salad most of the time. Yeah, because I, I would consider Caesar like a different kind of... Like, it's a salad, but it's, it's a little different. It's not just like a... You get a salad, you're going to get a Caesar salad. 
Yeah. Other salads, like, you're going to get some kind of weird... Uh, so, Italian's not weird, but it's, like, third on my list for me. Yeah. And, like, a thousand... Thousand Island or Russian or any of those other ones, no. Greek. Pass, hard pass. Greek is up mm-hmm. there for me. I, I love vinaigrette dressing. I like vinaigrettes pretty good. But, but yeah, ranch, um, as I've brought it's up before, so if utilitarian. it's in a bottle, I will um, probably take any other dressing you have. If it's actual yes. good ranch, then it's going to be ranch every time. But if Which if you can make on your own. If it's just that craft bottle sitting back there, I'd probably rather oh. eat a dry salad. Yes. <laughs> But like any, any restaurant that gives it out as a dip that's not using craft is usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's a dip for uh, fried pickles or something like that, it's going to be a mm-hmm. good ranch. Nose to wave on FM roads and smaller. So I, I will know, or I will say, I didn't learn about this until I was a, a sophomore in, at Texas Tech. No, I'm sorry, not a sophomore. A freshman at Texas Tech because of my roommate, also from Abilene. Mm-hmm. Ooh. There were a couple times when we went back to Abilene for the weekend, and he would always take not like eighty four and twenty. He would take some back roads, of course. Go through Roby and probably, and he would wave to everybody. I was like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know to do that, and I, I'll do that every now and then. I I, have, I can't tell you the last time I actually had somebody wave back. Oh but man, I, I have waved. Yeah, well, I will. I'll go home, uh, or even just kind of venture. A little bit off the beaten path out here um, and I'll be on an FM road and it catches you off guard if you haven't been down it in a while because a guy will wave at me or you know a girl or whoever it doesn't matter guy or girl but they'll wave at you and you'll just you'll notice it like right as you're meeting them and then you like, wait oh, yeah wait. I know you immediately feel like <laughs> oh no I'm so rude ah and you're like like I need to turn around and go flag them down and wave just to make sure they don't think I'm just some stuck up, stuck up guy from the city. So city boy, yeah, some some city boy. So yeah, I, that's that's definitely a thing. You just, I think, and, and FM roads seems to be kind of like the cutoff. Um, FM roads is about the biggest ones that you see waves. Anything with a median, yeah, of course you're not going to see a wave there, but. Um, it's just it just seems really instant. Like I'll exit I twenty, and you know, go to my little hometown and drive drive by the farm and stuff. And just the second I'm off I twenty, yeah, they've got that two finger wave or the one finger wave. And Dad used to have all yep. these rules. There were all these different different amounts of hand on the steering wheel, <laughs> and everyone had a certain one. And he he knew what they were, and I can't remember, but there were certain guys around town. You knew they were you're going to get the one finger wave, the good finger, or you're going to get two finger. Or dad did like the four fingers a lot. I don't know. <laughs> that was his thing. He was he'd be at the top of the wheel and he'd put all four <laughs> fingers up. Nice. <laughs> so the, re- related to this, not on our list, but something I think people should know about and should do is if somebody like. If somebody lets you in in front of them on the highway, oh. you need to wave to them. Yes, yeah, you do. You need to do it a little, kind of, kind of yeah, like your, yeah, kind of like you're wiping the the rearview mirror. <laughs> it's kind of that just, wave. Just a little, like, yeah, like it's like a, you just kind of throw your wrist twice, like, yeah, thanks, I, exactly. That's it. It's like, but a, it's, it's like better a two than wrist Shot, and I, I usually use two fingers, kind of like a, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I don't know why that, but that's it. That's my default. I just do that every time. 
Thanks for letting I me I did in. it today on the way home. I was I was trying to get over. The guy I was trying to get behind slowed down to let me in front of him. I was like, well, you'd have to do that. I was trying to get behind you, but thanks, dude. And I waved. Right, right. <laughs> Sometimes they're helping, but not in the way you want them to help. <laughs> yeah, so. That's, it's right. the effort. Opens doors, and that's still a yes. Mm-hmm. I, had, I actually had a lot, some conversation in Seattle about me holding a door open for a lady coming behind me. Like, why are you doing that? I was like, that's how I was raised, ma'am. She's like, well, don't call me ma'am. <laughs> I know. Why does everybody get so offended with that? That's never... I, I had a the guy I worked with at one point. You know, I'd say sir because, one, I was like 19. And, yeah. and he would get... He'd like, hey, don't call me sir. But, but what do I... I can't call you by your name. What am I supposed to do? And and, and that's the thing. Like I, I was just thinking about like the interns that would work in our office that were 20, 21. Yeah. Like if they had called me sir, I'd been like, whoa, I feel really old. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. But this guy, no, I, I mean, know, you but... know, this guy was probably twenty five years older than me, so it shouldn't have been a big deal. But yeah. Oh well. All carbonated beverages are called cokes. I call them that for sure. Yep. Everything is a coke. It's been that way forever. I, there are sometimes when I'm out with people that aren't from Texas or around here or whatever, I'll ask for a soda. Yeah. Or I'll be very specific with the soda that I'm at. I'm, I'm wanting. But yeah, like if I'm talking to Samantha, it's like, yeah, I want to get a coke. Yeah, I think I'll do soda when I know it's going to confuse people. Yeah. You know, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it or anything. You're just like, oh, I'm I'm here in Colorado. What kind of soda do you have? Because if I said what kind of, actually, probably get coke? mad. I think they I think they say pop up there. Ugh, they'd be like, the what worst. are you talking about? But yeah, if I said what kind of coke y'all got, they'd be like, diet, coke and diet coke. <laughs> I don't know, man. What What do you mean? Which is interesting because I don't drink coke. I drink Dr Pepper. You know, if I'm drinking a soda, it's gonna be Dr Pepper. That's your favorite coke is Dr Pepper. <laughs> Texas chili does not have beans. Couldn't agree with this more. This is it. This is this is where I stand. Texas chili does not have beans. That does not mean that bad chili has beans. I love chili with beans in it, but it's not Texas red. It's not Texas chili. Yeah, and and you can have chili with beans in it. Yeah. Um, it's just not Texas chili. Agreed. I, I will say you add beans, you're kind of skewing more towards the stew, but I'm going to leave that where it's at. <laughs> Loves Tex-Mex and brisket. It's got to be both. Got to be both? I think no, so. I'm just kidding. I, it's, it's not even a question. Yeah, it's yes on yeah, both. For us, we're, we're good. We got that one. Okay, and this last one has three parts. I don't know how you want to divide this up, but Frito pie, bean dip, big red. I'm going to go two of three. Okay. I'm not a big red fan. I will... I will go three of three um, because they are all delicious and they're kind of in Texas lore. Of course, Big Big Red gets paired a lot with barbecue now. It gets paired with um, like street tacos, uh, good Tex-Mex, and Frito Pie is a thing that until we were dating, my wife had never had coming from Kentucky. So that was like the first thing, and this is so great. When I brought her home to to meet my parents, that was what my mom made was Frito pie, and she was thrilled. Allison was thrilled. She's like, "Oh man, I finally get to have some some Frito pie." So I'm gonna throw my in laws under the bus here. We actually had Frito pie air quotes for Sunday dinner, mm-hmm. 
their version of Frito pie is basically taco salad over Fritos. I was like, wait, there's that's lettuce? not. Like I said, it for them now they are from from Utah and Kentucky, but it's the Kentucky side of the family that does the taco salad over Fritos and calls it a Frito pie. So when when I got there for Sunday dinner, what I did, I opened a can of chili, put it on the on the stove to warm it up. My Frito pie was Fritos, chili, cheese. <laughs> You did now, it the right I, way. That's that's how you do it. I did, I did supplement and take some of the taco meat and put it on top, or, or put it on it. They also, uh, my brother-in-law also made queso, and I put that on top of it because I'm a Texan, right? I yeah. Healthy obsession with queso. That was on my Frito pie. Was queso. Well, and this is this is a whole no, a whole other argument. Whole another whole is a Texas I know, thing. Too. I'm, I'm doing whole another. <laughs> Y'all get to hear all sorts of. Uh, it, I'm just going to become more and more. How I really talk uh, the longer this podcast goes, but the that's also a good argument against beans because the whole point of chili to me is all the stuff you can put in it after it's made. You know, like a made bowl of chili, you you want to you want to put cheese in there, you want to dollop a sour cream, you want to crumple saltines, you want to put jalapenos, cornbread. cornbread. Yeah, cornbread's great. Um, you know, pour it over some Fritos and. You know, put all the toppings on that with the Fritos. Uh, put it on a burger. Put it on a hot dog. Yeah, chives, onions. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the thing. If you've got beans in there, it just gets a little too busy. Yeah. So you want it's it you want to keep it versatile. So my tally, I had twelve of the fifteen on the list. So I, I was fourteen. Stamp, certified Texan. I was fourteen. Yeah. I've I've got a. I've, I guess I need to come and take it flag, of some sort, and then I could. Check all fifteen. Yeah, off. could check them all off. I'm sure if if y'all are if y'all are listening and on the STP side or anything, y'all comment on uh, what other ones that might need to be added to the list. Yes. So let us know where you stood on that checklist. How many of those you you checked off and which ones we missed. Yep. I I have one I'm contemplating right now. We'll see what y'all think too. Knows how to drive a stick. I, I learned. Yeah, how to drive on a stick shift on standard. That's pretty good. I, I, that might be a pretty good qual, uh, qualifier. Help make you uh, help make you more Texan than than some some others. Yeah. So my my first vehicle was that was a Ford Ranger, but it was manual. It's a five speed. I I started learning it in like June or July. First day of school rolls around, my mom's like, "Bye, go. I'm not driving you to school." <laughs> And, like, I just remember being so nervous because, like, to get to high school from where I was living, I had to get on the highway. There were some hills. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Trial by fire. That's some of the best stuff. I, I, I definitely I definitely uh, stalled it out a couple of times on that first day. I, I remember when, uh, you know, Dad was teaching me to drive the tractor out in the field. This is such a great country story. But he was teaching me to drive the tractor out in the field, and he did what his dad to him did to him. He... Um, you know, he, he taught me a couple of times and he, but he'd been with me those times. Then all of a sudden he was like, all right, well, um, I've got to go, you know, run some errands. I'll be back in about an hour. Keep, keep plowing. When I was, you know, my eyes got huge and was all freaked out that he was going to come back and I'd have a fence wrapped around the whole tractor or something. (laughs) And, uh, but that was his method. He was like, all right, okay, you're good now. I'm just going to leave you alone. And I found out years later that he just went home and sat sat around for a little bit and came back. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
His his doing errands was uh was going home and taking a nap. Yeah, I think that was it. He went home, read the paper, <laughs> shut his eyes for a minute, and came back and was like, "Oh, okay, good. He he didn't drive through the house. We're we're okay." <laughs> All right. From there, I think we need to go in and talk about some baseball. I, I didn't actually give any kind of preview of the episode. We're going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about football. Um, we're going to cut it there, and we're going to do a mailbag uh, with all the listener questions and wrap up with what we learned. Um, lots of great questions. Lots of good stuff to, to cover in football. Baseball, um, sky is falling. <laughs> I don't – I've – I, I hate to say it, like I'm not, I'm not as fair weather as this is gonna sound. I haven't watched a baseball game since before the Arkansas series because of how poorly they're doing and how mad it makes me. <laughs> well, you were there for like the last big hurrah that they had when they. Yeah, it was Kansas State. Game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, they scored seventy six runs. Um, so since our last recording, they. The Texas Tech baseball team had a, a road trip up to Arkansas. Actually, had one of the games canceled because of weather. It's kind of iffy because they probably could have played the game. But Arkansas had won the first game right. pretty convincingly. There was enough rain. They said, no, let's go ahead and cancel it because they'd already gotten their RPI boost from beating us. And we're going to risk it and said, we're good. Um, they went to TCU, lost two of three there. Michael's got a note in here that says game three was <laughs> expletive. I have an yeah. expletive in there. Um, it was a crap show is what game yeah. three was. <laughs> you, you, you get, so you get a win against TCU. You get one of three against TCU. Um, you're home against San Diego, not like San Diego state, but San Diego, you win by five, but I guess it was close, uh, until the seventh. Yep. This past weekend, you had Texas in town. Um, you lost two of those games where it didn't look close. You won the middle game by like ten or eleven runs, which is like really also like head scratcher. Like this team is either like in it or they get blown out. Like there's no like really close games, or there hasn't been recently. Like, yeah, you either blow them out or you get blown out. So, Sunday was probably the closest one because they had. Um... You know, they came in bottom of the ninth, down by two. That was that was pretty close. I, I got to catch the very end of that. There were some really questionable uh, officiating, umpiring on some of those at bats, and that doesn't that doesn't excuse it at all. But I know that I think the second or third batter he started out zero and two on two pitches. One sure looked low, and one really looked outside. So. It's. It was pretty much it was crunch time, so you notice that stuff a little bit more, and it had carries a lot more weight. But man, they that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't explain why they lost the game. That's for sure. Yeah. Currently, I was I was looking this up while Michael was talking. Currently, Texas Tech is down to Dallas Baptist nine to four in the eighth. Ooh. You're at home. Like it was a close game when you played them in Dallas which you ended up losing because there was some really more dumb um, umpiring going on. Oh, yeah, and that was when Tablock got kicked out, wasn't it? Uh-huh, and then Cody Masters would kicked out or whoever it was right after him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're, you're losing to them 
pretty handily. Um, so, like, just overall, you're pitching Davis Martin is not pitching like the Davis Martin. You're losing a lot of Friday night games that you should be winning. He's giving up a lot of runs. His ERA is going up. Saturday, Caleb Killian is a beast. It's like unbelievably, he's doing so well. Sunday, John McMillan, I guess, has been bounced from that Sunday starting position. He's like he started tonight. Uh, I think Shedder started this past Sunday. You're you're starting pitching like if you're going into a weekend series, if you're going you know one two three, you're looking at like one good pitcher. If Martin isn't on, on his game, and if whoever you throw out there on Sunday can't piece together four good innings, mm-hmm. um, which begs the question: Coming into the season, we all thought this team was a national title contending team, and they still may be. I'm not like ready to say that they're not. But if the team we're seeing now drags on through the rest of the season, are they an Omaha team? I don't think so. I don't no, think there's any they're way. Absolutely they're... not. There's no way that they get that far into Omaha with what they have now. They are with, sorry. The way they're performing now. Yeah, the talent is there. Yeah, they're just way too inconsistent. There's, there's just no. I, and you know, you could you could fault some of that on having two really key pitchers go down, and this we're finally not finally, but we've been kind of seeing it slowly turn over the last several months. But when they first went down, we were kind of able to tread water and didn't notice a huge difference but mm-hmm. now that we've we've kind of exhausted the bullpen a little bit and you know Tadlock's pitching six or seven guys some games and you just on a Friday yeah and you, you can't <laughs> you can't expect that that's going to be a very good game plan uh to get you beyond the regional even so I, I'm spoiler alert <laughs> I, I'm really you know one of the one of the nine seven three guys brought up today that you know baseball teams can get hot, and if they get hot at the right time, they can keep going, and that just kind of works with any team. That's how Giants beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl when they went nine and seven. You know, just stuff can happen in the postseason. Right, and you've got a full four weeks until you need to be hot again. You've got time to to, to get back on top of this. You know, you've got yeah. you're off this weekend. You go to Oklahoma State next weekend. Um. And then you're off again, and then you have the Big 12 tournament, and then regional play starts. You don't need to be hot until regional play starts. Yeah. You've got some time to get it right. But at this point, if you're continuing to play like this, you will, one, get bounced from the Big 12 tournament early again. Although I don't know if that would be that much of a surprise, because even when they were really good, they got bounced early. Um, That's kind of a have, tech tradition. Yeah. No matter what, get bounced out of whatever respective Big 12 tournament you're in pretty early. (laughs) And then you'll have teams like Dallas Baptist in your regional that can and would love to knock you out of the postseason on your home field. So, like like I said, if they don't fix whatever's happening, they don't make it out of the regional. Well, and I I couldn't... I couldn't believe how poorly things went against TCU because what we talked about on our last podcast, I think, was how much TCU was struggling. This was a chance to climb back up into the title, the conference title rankings, and that that's that's gone. Right. You're not you're not doing a three peat. No, and and they've you know they lost a lot of key guys right before that game, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. know it <laughs> the way that that way that uh, we played in 
of Fort Worth. So I'd, I, I would say, I would say, no, they're not an Omaha team. And, um, you know, the next question is, are they a super regional team? Cause I mean, it's, it's pretty, I don't know what would have to happen for them to not be a regional team, but I think it'd have to be something really drastic. So I, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they could drop out of a regional spot yeah. because of how high they're, like, I, th- I still think they're top 10 RPI. Yeah. Like there's no way a top 10 RPI team is not going to be even hosting a regional. I agree. I, I don't, I think that's pretty much a lock. Um, but, but past that, like you said, they might get stuck having Dallas Baptist here who has, you know, who's up nine, four currently 10, four oh. as we're talking and in this in the top of the ninth, so I'm I'm not. This that's is, not good. <laughs> this is the last home game of the regular season, too. Let's throw that out there. Some, this is some good momentum. Senior night, yeah. essentially. Good good way to and end the year in Lubbock. For uh, of of course you know if they host a region or when they host a regional they they'll be in Lubbock, but obviously, but I not the best way to send your guys out on the regular yeah. season. All right, this is too depressing. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about something even more depressing. Let's go to football. Yeah, let's bring it down even more. <laughs> this is a really cheery episode. Um, so the betting win totals for 2018 came out this week for the entire conference. Um, do you want to start with the Texas Tech schedule or you want to go to the, the conference schedule first? Let's let's go. Let's do Texas Tech first. Let's go through it Okay. piece by piece. All right, so... This is actually one of the questions we got from Drew Borsellino, or at Coach Borsellino. I'm probably not saying that right, although I think I am. I don't know. So the over-under was set at five and a half wins next year. He asked us to reason your pick. Reason you pick your answer. Sorry, I got mixed up reading that. Okay, so let, let's you, – you want oh, – sorry, we should have had this thought out. You want to do like over – like stay our over-under and then go through the schedule – Ooh. Or do you want to go through the schedule and then see where we land? Um, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what would keep everybody in suspense. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, we really prep for these things. Y'all have no idea how much we prep. Um, I, I think we should go one at a time, and then we'll, okay. we'll kind of recap the tallies at the end. So we'll go through the schedule one game at a time. Week one, you are... In Houston, playing Ole Miss. I've heard Ole Miss is, has lost a ton of talent and that they're not going to be very good this year. Yeah. You're playing in Houston, which is uh, it's Texas Tech Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> it's your second largest alumni base in the state outside of the, the Dallas area, I would imagine. Um, you always seem to have really good showings – or attendance for bowl games in that area so while it's it's a a neutral site game you should have the home field air quotes advantage there against maybe a a weakened Ole Miss I'm gonna say oh I didn't (laughs) (laughs) but now, now it's down to it huh I'm going to say a loss. Yeah, that's what I say too. I say a loss. I hate it because um, just just know, guys, that we're not like reveling in this. We don't want to 
this is going to hurt us more than it's going to hurt yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a feeling where this is going to go, and it's it's not going to be super optimistic. So it's not going to be uh, – if, if any of this comes to pass, we're not going to go back, you know, back on May 8th, I said that this was going to happen, and I knew I'm it. I'm totally writing this down. It's going to be like – like it's on my wall. I'm so Every glad. Every time, yeah, yeah. So when we do our, our post game podcast recordings, which I think we're still gonna do, I'm like, Half look, May eighth for me, our least. preseason. I said we were lose to Ole Miss. Here's why. Right. And then, so I'm thinking one, um, just I hate I hate to go back on this, but like SEC talent and speed is still like even on a not elite SEC caliber team. Still gonna be better than middle to bottom of the pack Big Twelve team. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't. I like... think their defense is gonna be the best unit on the field that day. And for a team that's looking to replace a quarterback and the entire starting receiving core for a passing team, doesn't bode well. And mine's mine's even less. Um, you know, actually analytical with good points mine's more just the fact that we're starting off our season against a power five opponent and yeah some there was something on, on twitter road, right on, i mean i i just said it was at home but <laughs> yeah it's neutral quote unquote but it's not uh it's not a thing that has usually bode well for tech in the past to play a power five opponent early now i don't think they've played one I can't think of when they've played one first game in a while, um, but there was a statistic that came up that Tech has won, I think, 15 of their opening games consecutively, and that's one of, end. It's one of the yeah I know, <laughs> and that's one of the higher streaks, uh, and I think it was from the Tech uh, advertising people on Twitter trying to get people to buy tickets for the game, so it's. It, it's just more of like that, hey, trial by fire thing. I always feel a little bit better when we get to ease into the season somewhat. Um, so I, I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. And uh, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy about it. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, 0-1. So next week you come home, Lamar. If you don't win this game by six touchdowns, you need to just close the doors at the f- football facility. Yeah. Pack it in. Re- re- refund all the season tickets. De- um, I definitely have a win. This is a lower level. Yeah, this is a lower level FCS team. It's not like a like a Sam Houston State or Central Arkansas. <laughs> right. It's Lamar. This is like you need to be you need to be getting like your third string quarterback some significant time in this game. Yep, uh, definitely have a win here. It'll be the first game in Lubbock. Uh, should be pretty good, pretty good crowd. I'm, I bet you kickoff's going to be at two thirty or something awful on September eighth. So it's going to be nice well, and steamy. Because it's Lamar and it's not going to be picked up by anything past like Fox Sports Southwest two. Yeah, two or two, Fox Sports Southwest plus or minus. Yeah, so that game will probably be like the only six o'clock game you'll get, besides TCU, which is on a Thursday. Yeah, that's how um, that works. Last and Baylor, Baylor might be kind of a later game. Yeah, but because nobody's going to want to pick this up, you can basically say whenever this game's going to be. Yeah, and so you'll get a night game there. Um, 
And the next week, you're still home against Houston. Oof. I've got you us. You need to win this game. I've you got us to. winning that one. I've got us beating Houston. Houston only went seven and five last year in uh, the American West Athletic Conference. My my hesitation. <laughs> my hesitation with marking this down as a win is how close the game was last year. Yeah. But it was in Houston. It, well, so I, I say I say it was close. You were up. You were up two touchdowns, fourteen or seventeen points. Yeah, they started coming back there. To if if the game had the been very, five very minutes end. longer, we yeah. would have lost. If if maybe even three minutes longer. <laughs> um, if that second string quarterback ran all over us. Yeah, if he had started earlier, then. So that's what gives me hesitation because. I don't know. I'm. I will say a win. But it'll be close. Yeah, and you know Ed Oliver's still around, so that's not good. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't all that. He was he neutralized was quite a bit. Us. Yeah, he, he wasn't all that bad. They did a good job neutralizing him. Um, so, because I remember that gave us a lot of hope <laughs> down the road. That was probably dashed at some point, but. I I think I think they'll come away with it, um, just for the intangible stuff. It being another home game, and um, just hope. <laughs> yep. So you wrap up non-con, probably two and one. I think it's more likely one and two than three and zero. Oh. Most unlikely of scenarios, obviously, is 0-3 with Lamar on the schedule. But 2-1, and one, not bad. Then you head up to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State early in the season again. This time, you know, it's on the road. Um, I, everybody has questions on the on their offensive side. It just, you've not, like, even when your best teams, you've not played well in Stillwater. Like, 2007... You had a really good team, you lost. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, you had a decent team, you almost won. You missed a field goal or an extra PAT. Point. Yeah. Um. Pat Mahomes' first game, you got kind of blown out a little bit because Davis Webb couldn't complete a pass. Then he got injured, and then Mahomes' first play, he fumbled and then threw an interception somehow on the, on the same play. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say a, a loss on that one. Me too. Uh, mainly for all the reasons you've just listed. And I, I just, I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to pick us to beat Oklahoma State for a while until we finally do. I don't know if I'm going to pick it until it actually happens because it hasn't happened. It's going to have to be late. one of those years where, yeah, where you are by far the better team. Like, you are really confident about how good you are and really confident about how bad they are. And you're like, okay, I think we have a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and it may be one of those things where I won't even pick it until the the week before where you're kind of going, okay, now I got it. But right now, here in May, no, definitely not. Because some of your ugliest games have come against Oklahoma State. 66-6. to six. <laughs> well, Granted, that was, that was a BCS Bowl caliber team you were facing. But like, a couple of years ago, you were up 17 and ended up losing by 17. 
Oh yeah, it was a five touchdown swing. Yeah, that was that was pretty sad. That was a team. That was a game where Jakeem Grant had like a ninety-five yard pass completion where he did not score. <laughs> yeah, and we were they ended up scoring seventy on us. They put seventy on us that game. I think. Yeah, it was like a fifty-four to seventy. Yeah, it's awful. Or fifty-three, whatever it was. Okay, and then you come back home, West Virginia. Again, since West Virginia has been in the conference, you've beaten them twice. Once the first year, surprisingly, when they had Geno Smith, Stedman Bailey, Tavon Austin, top five team, and you you smoked them. Yep. Jason Morrow, all those guys were huge in that game. I think Seth actually, Dengue, I think Amaro got hurt. Didn't he get hurt he in did. that game? Uh, that's the game where he got his like he ruptured his spleen or something. Oh, jeez. That sounds awful. He was thrown up at halftime, came back, played for a little bit in the second half, then left again. <sighs> and then you beat them a couple years later, like the next year, in Morgantown. Since then, you've lost every game to them. Yeah, and one of them well, was it's a been like, real heartbreaker field goal. Like 55-plus yard field goal yep. as time expired. Yep. Um, the game where they just punked you before the game, and you, like, it was like 41-7. to seven. Um, last year where you gave the game away, yeah, at, until like the same with Oklahoma State. Until you get that monkey off your back, it's going to be a loss. I've I've got a loss on it too. Sorry guys, so, <laughs> this isn't fun. Going into your first bye week, air quotes here. You we've got you at two and three. Yep. Um, your first bye week comes because you're going to have a a road game at TCU on a Thursday. I'm gonna pencil in for a loss here. Me too. Uh, TCU somehow went 11 and three last year. Um, I mean, I, I know they've lost some guys too. Pretty much everybody has, especially. Well, did they? Did they lose? Yeah, they lost their quarterback, right? No, Sean Robinson's back. He's still there. Okay. Well, that just cements it even better. I. Well, okay. This is the guy that had seven fumbles against Texas Tech last year. However, TCU recovered six of those seven fumbles. Oh man, that was one of the most depressing games because that was—I know—it was, it was the only the, one I the went one, to, and it was just the missed field goals and the fumbles that we couldn't recover, and and the one fumble you did recover in like your red zone, you don't score on. Yeah, like you don't like on that next drive, you don't score. Yeah, and this the stadium was uh, there were a lot of open seats. Yeah, it was one of the last games in Lubbock. It was. It, it was the last home game. Yeah. Oof. And then, so you're obviously going to be off that weekend because you play on Thursday. Mercifully, come back home, play Kansas. You get right here. You score forty-five plus. Yeah. You beat um, Kansas. You beat Kansas. Agreed. You're three and four. Road trip to Iowa State. That's a loss. That's a loss. <laughs> I've got that as one too. And I wrote these down before we started, just so, just yeah. so those of you playing along at home, I'm not, we're not basing it off anything. It aims, um, just Iowa State's you, you've got You've never number. played well there. No, and and they just have our number. Uh, Matt Campbell is a genius. I don't feel good about it. You know, he came up with that coverage that everybody is copying to stop Texas Tech in their offense. That cloud three, they drop three safeties, and then they basically drop. Like all their corners and linebackers to fill, you know, zones underneath, 
So it's like you've got five zones across the middle of the field and then three deep safeties, and they rush three. Well, throwing against eight defenders it's gonna be it's a gonna hard be time. difficult. <laughs> yeah. You've got five receivers going against eight defenders. You're gonna lose that. Yeah. Just about every time. That's a pretty long day. And unless you can convince them to commit more people to stopping their run. We haven't been able to do that. Um so loss against Iowa State. Next week home against Oklahoma. Gonna loss. Yeah, that's a loss. Now, they don't have Baker Mayfield. There is a lot of smoke coming around to Kyler Murray going professional in baseball this offseason because of how highly he's projected to go. I think they're talking about multi-million dollar signing bonus for him. Wow. Which is be stupid to turn down no matter how good you think you are in football. You like bet. A signing bonus in the multi-million dollar range, you take that. Yeah. I, he, I had no idea know, about that. Unfortunately for Oklahoma, he's slated to be their starting quarterback as well. If they lose their starting quarterback for 2018 in June, they might be scrambling. I don't know who they have behind him. I just know they also have a lot of talent on the offensive line. Yes. Running back, receivers, OU defensive has been line, able to run defensive backs, linebacker. <laughs> since, I, I don't know, the beginning of time. I, I think they, even if they just uh, threw the balls eight times, they'd still come away with the win. If you will remember, they basically ran off the entire fourth quarter of last year's game because we could not stop their run. Yep. Baker Mayfield did not throw a pass, and they ran off like 14 and a half minutes on one drive. Oh, so it's already happened. Just so we can break our hearts some more. Just remember that one drive that essentially took an entire quarter. I wonder if I have that. Yeah. I, I I might have have that in my little notebook here <laughs> gosh that was yeah i do remember that because uh we we kind of you know we played them pretty well we didn't i still think we lost like 42 to 21 or something but it wasn't it was one of those things where you just kind of hey that, that could have been much worse and i think we were within uh, it was close early because I, I remember what tech scored first missed the point after <laughs> Yep. You went back and forth a couple of drives. To, you know, you you scored a touchdown. Oklahoma scored. You would score. Oklahoma scored. And like there was like a weird like not turnover, but like end of the half where you didn't score. Oklahoma got the ball first, scored, and then you were down by two scores, and like you were just out of it. Yep, that was that. Yeah. So first week in November, you're sitting at six losses. <laughs> yeah. Well. According to Michael and Spencer in the 23 Personnel Podcast on May 8, 2018. Yeah, we know what we're talking about, y'all. If you're going to make a bowl game, you got to win all three against Texas at home, Kansas State away, Baylor in Arlington. So, Texas at home. I have it as a win. I have it as a win. I think their quarterback situation is not going to right itself. I think we finally get that monkey off our backs of beating them and in hey, Lubbock again. I, I they, they won't have Chris Boyd with um, what's-his-face throwing at him all night. Yeah, we, and they won't have that. McLean Carter. And they won't have that <laughs> damn punter. Yeah, because he got drafted. Yeah, he's like in the, the fourth NFL. or fifth round. <laughs> he's, he's a highly paid professional 
uh, football oh, player right now. So that's that's good. Um, but I, I don't know. I I don't. I, I think we have a shot there. Uh, so oh, and what's his name is gone too. The running back. Yeah. I I think we've got a shot. I'm picking a win against Texas at home. Although they didn't get Trey Watson this week. Uh, that's going to swing the tide. That's going to change everything. I'm sure he'll just start. <laughs> He's probably already thrown some passes for him somewhere. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you here. I'm gonna say this is a loss. All right. Hey, can't fault you one way or the other. So Spencer's got you at. Let's see. One, two, three, and seven right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm four and six. I'm the optimistic one. At four and six, <laughs> Kansas State in Manhattan lost. There's a, no way. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see us beating it. Beating them in Kansas which is State. funny because you're like like automatic went to loss, and I'm like, this is a game you could win. It is. It's a game we should win, but we won't. <laughs> it's just not going to happen for us. Bill Snyder will figure out a way to rip our hearts drain. out again. Yeah, like that game last. Last time when you were going back and forth, another time where you had the ball first, didn't score going into halftime. Kansas State scored on their opening drive, so put you up like a weird two-score margin. Hung around, throwing hail marys to go into overtime. <laughs> this is this was a Pat Mahomes team, so let's take that. No, last um, time was last time was Shimanek. Shimanek went no, to overtime. No, I, sorry, I, I meant the. Yes. So, Shemenek and Lubbock went to overtime. He's the one that threw the fourth down pass into shallow water. <laughs> that the, was it. Your geography year, right. year before that was Mahomes throwing, like, we had recovered an onside kick and threw for the end zone. But he, like, the ball got swatted out of his hand. It didn't go very far. Well, and that was when the defense, well, one, Mahomes was playing hurt, which was questionable anyway. And the defense really really played well they really stepped up i think they stopped kansas state on either three or four consecutive drives yes. late in the game like third and fourth quarter and we just could not move mm-hmm. the ball it was so painful to watch so no i just i don't i don't see it <laughs> this is one of those toss-up games for me i'm gonna say loss though okay i'm gonna lean towards a loss and then your last game of the year in Arlington against Baylor. Yeah, I'm going to say win. Me too. I, I say win. If if you if there was any question about if there's a head coach search going on and you lose this game, there will be no question. Because Baylor should be god-awful again this year. Yep. Regardless how good Charlie Brewer might be, there's nobody really around him. Yet, yeah, I I definitely pick a pick a win there, and that's not saying a lot, but um, so that so, that leaves me. I have us at the grand total of five and seven at the end of the season. You're taking the under. I'm taking the way under. I'm at four and eight. Yeah. So long twenty twenty ex or twenty minute explanation later, we're both taking the under on the yeah. five and a half line. That's uh. That's that was a solid line though because it did make me think, you know, with with me having five games, like you said, Spencer, you know, if I wasn't so jaded from the last two Kansas State games, I could I could pick a W there. But the fact that it's in 
uh, Manhattan kind of threw me for a loop there and I went with an L where I could be really optimistic and pick a W against Ole Miss because Ole Miss, you know, they underperformed last year and I think they went, I think they only won seven games. So you also picked a win against Texas. So. I did. I picked a win against Texas because <laughs> there's optimism. Yeah. Cause why not? <laughs> so, all right, let's look at the, the rest of the big 12. Um, we'll start top to bottom. According to these results, they had o- Oklahoma at 10 and five. I'm going to say under, but barely. I'm going to say 10 and 2. So, under for Oklahoma. I mean, you you said 10 and 5. Did you mean? 10 and a half. Okay. 10.5. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just read it. 10.5. Yeah. I'm going to say under. And also, I guess, would depend heavily on Kyler Murray. I'm saying under, too. Because there's... Um, we were talking about before the podcast started. There, Spencer brought up that their schedule is pretty easy. So, you know, seeing... Yes, let's take a look at their schedule. Seeing 11 <laughs> games wouldn't be, you know, 11 wins wouldn't be the craziest thing, but there's a lot of unknowns there. So I think 10.5 is kind of a bold line. I'm going to take the under on that too. So they have Florida Atlantic, UCLA, and Army in their non-conference. Should be 3-0 and there, assuming they haven't fallen off the face of the planet and lose to UCLA. Other two should be easy wins. Their conference slate starts against Iowa State on the road. Should win that. Home against Baylor. Neutral against Texas. Then a bye week. In Fort Worth for TCU. Home against Kansas State. Here in Lubbock for Texas Tech. Home against Oklahoma State. Home against Kansas. Then on the road for West Virginia. There's not like a really brutal stretch there. No. They've got a pretty pretty good little walk there. Yeah. They, 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 they ramp up. You know, Army, Baylor, Texas, and a bye week. Yep. And they have TCU, but they have a week to prepare for that. Kansas State at home, on the road. Like, there's just there's just not not a lot there to like. You would be concerned about no like a trap game. Um, possible trap game. Maybe could be Tech or Iowa State. Why Iowa State? That's that's right before the game against Army. Right, but it's just they they will have just uh, played UCLA, who's probably going to be overrated. Maybe it's a letdown game. Yeah, and they <laughs> and then they go up to Ames, and we just talked about how awful Ames can be to people. And Iowa State just beat them last year with the Cle- with Cleveland Browns' uh, number one draft pick. So <laughs> we've got to right, keep State. that in mind. <laughs> Oklahoma State picked at eight and a half. I take the I over. I take the over on Oklahoma State. And I, I've heard a lot of people take the under, but when I looked at their schedule, like Michael and I were talking about this, going into their bye week, they could be, they might even be expected to be seven and zero. They they have Missouri State, South Alabama, Boise State, home against Tech, on the road against Kansas, home against Iowa State. On the road at Kansas State, and there's their bye week. That Kansas State game is probably the toughest one on that slate for them. Yeah. Which isn't, I don't think it's saying much. I think they're better than Kansas State. Now, their schedule is pretty heavily backloaded. They've got, after their bye week, they got Texas on the road against Baylor, on the road against Oklahoma, home against West Virginia, and then on the road against TCU. So if they go into their bye week 7-0, they just have to win... Two more of those games. Yeah. 
And they've got Baylor back there. Yeah, Baylor's <laughs> one of them. So they, they, they would need to win one of Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, or TCU. I think they get it. So I'm actually go over. I'm going to say nine wins. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Um, TCU at eight. That's a great line. It is because it's a whole number. If you're going to go over or under, like it's a it's a two game swing. Yeah, no. Um, I think TCU is going to be pretty good this year, but I don't know if they're. I mean, they did, like we said just a while ago, they did go eleven and three, and were seven two in Big Twelve play. I, I'm going to have to take the over, just thinking that. Um, you know they're aside from Ohio State, they're which non, is its yeah their non conference schedule should be pretty manageable with uh, Southern and SMU, so that's going to be an L I'm sure against the Buckeyes, <laughs> but I maybe yeah I, I mean it's it's highly possible that we're talking one two three, one, two. ah man it's a great line. Because their schedule is pretty balanced because they've also got Texas and Iowa State before their bye week. And then after, they've got Tech, Oklahoma, Kansas, Kansas State, West Virginia, Baylor. So they've got two wins past their bye week that are pretty easily penciled in. Um, I think I'm going to take the over on it. I think they'll win nine. And the, yeah, we, so we've I already say, so we've already got like a, one of the teams winning ten, one winning eight. I mean, one and, and let's see, we've got OU winning at least 10. And we've got, or maybe 10. And then we've got uh, Oklahoma State and TCU winning nine. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, you've got teams like Tech at picked five and a half that I think is, is high. Baylor at five, I think is high. Kansas at three, I think is high. That's that's <laughs> also true. Okay. Yeah, it'll, it may even Sorry. out. I'm just hoping so our over unders are kind of consistent, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, so for TCU, I would say I would say over or push. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's just gonna be seven. I think it's eight or greater. Yeah, which makes it the good line. Right, great line. Good, good job, sports sports bet people. It's, it's like it's their job or something. I know it's like. <laughs> and then you've got three teams kind of picked there with seven wins: Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas. Kansas State has a weird schedule. Like, I don't know. It's just that. So they're they're out of conference in South Dakota, Mississippi State, UTSA, um, and then they are on the road at West Virginia, home against Texas, on the road against Baylor, home against Oklahoma State. So it's like it's really like back and forth. You have a tough game, an easy game, a tough game, easy game. Road like you've got your toughest games at home with Texas and, and Oklahoma State. And then after their bye, they they travel to Oklahoma, travel to Fort Worth. I think that they lose both of those games. Get right against Kansas, have us for you know Texas Tech, and then on the road against Iowa State. Um, I say of the three seven win teams, they may be they may be the over. I'm going. I I, I wish I could push seven's good on that. I'm I'm going the under on them. Um, I think they're just going to be kind of middle of the road this year. I, I still think they'll beat us, unfortunately. Yeah, of course they will. But that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can be six and six and and beat Tech and 
that wouldn't be the craziest thing to ever happen. So I, you know, last year they were eight and five overall, which is which is great, but they had some pretty rough games, and they went five and four in conference, which of course is much better than we did, or two games better. So even so, I I still am going to pick the under on them. Yes, see, this is why because they're so good. I'm gonna. Again, like, like TCU, I would say they're more likely to push or go over than go under. Okay. You could talk like me into probably, that, too. Most likely a push. Yeah. Probably the same for the other seven-win teams. Probably a lot of people are going to have... They're just going to get their money back. Yeah. Um, West Virginia, I don't buy the Will Greer love... They have like they start their their season at a neutral site against Tennessee. Um, then they have Youngstown State, NC State. So, not a bad out of conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, the conference was was nice to them and did not give them any back to back travel weeks. Oh well, that's convenient. Um, dang the line at seven for West Virginia. They could surprise some people. Uh, only won seven games last year. So they they pegged the line last year. And that included a bowl game. And I can't remember if they won their bowl game or not, but they went seven and six. So I'm going like, to go... If you look at their schedule, though, like I'm looking at like, okay, Tennessee, I'm going to say... I'm gonna skip them. Youngstown State win, NC State win, Kansas State win, Tech win, Kansas win, Iowa State maybe, Baylor win. There you've got six. Yep, you're already at six. And they need to win one against Tennessee, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State, or OU. And they they tend to play really well against OU. Mm-hmm. Okay, you kind of talked me into. It. I'm going over. I'm going the over on West Virginia. I'm going to go over for them. Texas, I'm going to go under. Yep, me too. I'm go six. Mainly out of spite, but also because I just don't think they're going to be very good. Well, they have got a difficult out-of-conference. Their road game against Maryland, I think they have a really good chance of losing since they got thrashed by them at home last year. Mm-hmm. Tulsa at home, they should win. USC at home, I think they're going to lose that one. Yeah, that's not going to go well. Home game against TCU, I think TCU probably gets that one. Um, on the road at Kansas State, Kansas State always does well against Texas. Like, they're like Texas Tex. I don't know any team that does really well against us. <laughs> Everybody basically. Oklahoma State. Yeah, and then they're they're in Dallas for OU, Baylor, bye week. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go six wins for them. Go under. Still a little shaky for Tom Herman, but I think he's going to stick around. The interesting line comes next when you get to Iowa State at six. Because Matt, this is year three of Matt Campbell. I think he's doing really well. Yeah, he's out there walking on water, according to some of these guys. He's going to have a statue in front of the stadium here pretty soon. Yeah, he'll probably sculpt it himself. He took some bronzing classes over the offseason. I'm I'm sure he's that talented, too. Yeah. Um, 
their their schedule: South Dakota State at Iowa, home against Oklahoma, home against Akron. They have two road games back to back: TCU and Oklahoma State, home against West Virginia. Yeah, I'm gonna. Like we're really stacking up a bunch of seven and five teams here, but I think they'll go over. I think they'll go over too because I, they could win the last five games of the season. Yes, which is Tech, Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Kansas State. Yeah, so I, I picked the over on 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 Iowa State because they they do tend to be kind of a strong second half team. Yeah, Baylor at five I think is woefully or tragically overrated. Agreed. Under. <laughs> Go under. They're out of conference. ACU, they should win that game. UTSA, they're going to lose. Duke, they're going to lose. That week four game against Kansas, nobody's going to watch. It's going to be awful. I don't know who wins, but we're all going to be losers that day. <laughs> they'll set some records. They'll, they'll probably set a lot of uh, advertisement records. Coyote Tractors is going to sell so many damn tractors during that. Because <laughs> everybody's so Kansas bored in the game, like, I gotta do something else. <laughs> yeah, and then they travel to Norman against Kansas, or ooh, against Oklahoma. They're going to get blown out. Home against Kansas State. Kansas State should win that one. On the road against Texas. Texas will win. On the road against West Virginia, they'll win. Home against Oklahoma State. No chance. Like, I think Baylor could win. Two games? Yeah. ACU and Kansas. ACU and Kansas, and depending on, you know, things... UTSA has always played these Power 5 schools tough. UTSA almost won last year? Yeah. Or they did? I think they did win, because Kansas uh, only won one game. Who was it? Talking about Baylor now, though. Oh, crap, you're right, you're right. I think Baylor's only win was Kansas. Because Baylor also only won one game. Yeah. And it, it was a conference game, so it had to be that. Yeah, because Kansas went over in conference play. Like the third year in a row or something. Yeah. No, because they, they, they beat Texas a couple years ago. Oh, they sure did. Yeah, that's why when you said... <laughs> Let's not was, forget that. Because it was in Austin. So that, that's no, not going to happen no, it, again. It was, in, it, was in, it was in Kansas. Was it? Oh, yeah. I guess it'd have to be. When Kansas won, yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be because they're, they're in Kansas this year. Yeah. And then Kansas' schedule, Nichols, I have no idea. <laughs> Central Michigan on the road should be a loss. Rutgers, that same with the next week against Kansas or against Baylor. Two of the worst Power 5 schools out there right now playing each other it's gonna nobody's gonna watch that um home against Oklahoma State on the road against West Virginia on the road against Texas Tech TCU yeah I mean they're gonna win it might be another 111 depending on how good Nichols is and if they beat Baylor so yeah Uh, I'm with you the line's three I'm taking the under two yeah under on both Baylor and Kansas that that may help us even out our, our 45 total wins. Um, so, so, no, 45 conference. Um, anyways. Texas Tech, though, under. I'm saying four games. 
Yeah. Michael's saying five. I'm saying five. We're sorry. Last thing I want to talk about with football was that Coach Cliff Kingsbury this week was inducted into the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Um, Excuse me. Congratulations, Coach. That's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. His his speech was very well written. It was not really well given. Yeah, I only <laughs> I don't know how long it was, but they had a two minute. It was clip. two minutes. That was well, it. No, no, because that, that had was, to have been more with, than that, right? I don't know. I don't know if it was just like if they they edited it out. The video was two minutes. He was speaking for like ninety seconds of that two minutes. Yeah, we we saw the same video, so I'm not sure. It felt like he had been up there already. So anyway, it I agree. He he looked down quite a bit. Uh, well, he read the entire thing. I, I know, I know, which um, is fine. I, I I'm not like I know we're not trying to nitpick. It, it, it was it was a good speech. The words were good, but when you're used to seeing a guy that's so comfortable and maybe he was really. You know, I could see him being really nervous and being the type that's not. Yeah, that's not like his 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 atmosphere. No, he's not. He's not one who's. Oh, praise! Yeah, I'll come out here and accept some praise. This is going to be great, and and he's probably got that whole thing in the back of his mind of tech not doing well, and you know, people a lot of people wanting him fired and all that, and he's then he's getting honored for a football thing, and so he's kind of he might be looking at it both ways, but. I'm probably overanalyzing it like I normally do, but I, <laughs> I, I did think he looked uncomfortable, and I, I really think a lot of it was just the fact that he was being honored, and that most people are uncomfortable in that situation anyway. But he definitely seemed to be, and and as he as deserved it, and, but he and he, humble as he is, yeah, yeah he, he he deflected a lot of that. Um, it was cool to see. So he thanked his dad. Twice, as his dad and as his coach, which yeah. I, I thought was kind of cool. Um, he talked about his mom, which I think was a little emotional because she passed away, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I feel like, I think while he was playing, uh, or, or right after, maybe maybe it was right after college. It, it's been several years now. Yeah. Um Y'all bear with us. We've got our intern working on it. I'm the intern. Sorry, that was a poor time to make a joke. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Talking about me, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying anything with a quick Google search. Thanks for letting me down, Wiki. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't remember. I, I feel like it was maybe 10 years ago or a little more, 10 or 12. Uh, it's 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 been a while. Yeah, um, but but it was fast, and I mean, I think it was like a sudden thing, if I remember right. She was sick, but it was I think it was, it was cancer or something, right? And I, but I think it was quick, I, you know, like a it did, not that it matters anyway. It was still awful. So that was yeah. I, I caught him talking about his mom, which was great, and his dad and his brother, and. He said he used to beat him up pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he did. I, I I thought I heard some story on some random podcast about uh, he had a pretty good story with him and his brother getting in some crazy fight, and I think that happened quite a bit. And then um, what I what I liked too was, you, you know, this far removed of it, you may not think to do it, but he thanked all his high school teammates. 
mm-hmm. which was, of course, you know, you probably would if someone said, hey, come back, we're honoring you for something you did in high school. Your brain might be, you might go back to like, okay, if I was giving this speech in 1997 or whatever that was, who all would I want to thank right then? And uh, he, he pretty much did that. And then he, he did, you know, throw out a thank you to the Texas Tech family, which was... Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't expect a lot of Texas Tech thanks because this was a high school honoring thing. You know, he these are things he accomplished well before he came to Tech, and that's what he was there for. But uh, it was nice for him to give Tech a shout out, which of course he why wouldn't he? But um, he didn't. I think have the other to. thing that was that was really cool was he thanked his quarterback coach that that, that taught him. Yes, and he said, "I try to teach my quarterbacks the same way that you taught me." Yeah. I thought that Which was a good tidbit too. Really high praise because of all the success quarterbacks coached by Kingsbury. Like all of them have been, you know, Manziel, um, ba- Keenum, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Davis <laughs> Webb, Pat Mahomes. Like these are all NFL players. Like there hasn't been one, Shimanek maybe, that has not made it to the NFL. Right. And Shimnick may be his first in coaching like eight years or whatever it's been that has not made it to the NFL, which is a crazy stat. That's a pretty good record. <laughs> that's, that's not too bad. Which when you see Texas Tech struggling to rec- recruit a quarterback, you're like, dude, you're going to make it to the league here. Yeah, this is a quarterback you. QBU. <laughs> All right, we're going to cut it there. We're going to move on to our, our mailbag section. Be sure to check that out here in a couple days and whenever it is that you're listening to it. Um, lots of great questions like what kind of bear is best a little hat tip to the office there um, a good one about food pick one that, that does that ceases to exist chocolate or cheese I think, I, think I, got, I got a good one there can't wait to favorite, dive into that one favorite place in Lubbock to eat best and worst buildings on Tech's campus coming from our resident architect thanks Brian would we take a graduate transfer at quarterback and this one, this is going to be a good one. How much wood could Peter Piper, Peter Piper pick if he were selling seashells by the seashore? Lots of thoughts <laughs> on this one. And then we're going to end with what we learned this week, including my, my first water bill from trying to grow my yard. Um, so, yeah, if you want to check that out, hit us up on the Mailbag Edition. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for listening to week or episode 18 of the 23 Personnel Podcast. Mm-hmm.